Welcome to the Reversing Diabetes Podcast with Delane ND, the podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delane Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician and a life coach, I work with clients to resolve their diseases, get off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. If you don't like the healthcare system in America, I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy. So if you feel there has to be a better, more natural way to live a healthy life, you are in the right place. Happy podcast recording day. Welcome to the podcast. You are listening to the Reversing Diabetes with Delane MD podcast. This is episode number 133. I'm your host, Dr. Delane Vaughn. I'm so excited to record this for you today. I have to tell you, there are people working in my house. They're doing some drywalling work, and my dogs are up in my office with me. So if you hear dogs barking, it's because the dogs are losing their marbles because they hear something they can't go and check out. So hopefully that doesn't happen. I appreciate everybody who stuck with me last week through the Rona. I had COVID last week. I recorded the podcast last week from a couch because I was feeling pretty cruddy, but that seems to have recovered. I do feel really nasally still and congested, not uncomfortable, not headaches, not body aches, not like I was before, but um, I'm feeling better now. So uh, I want to thank everybody who stuck with me probably through some recording quality issues last week. So this week we are going to talk about guilt. As I said last week, This is kind of the year of the woo for me, and I've discussed guilt in previous podcasts, but as I kind of work through the feeling of all the feelings, uh, I'm I'm uncovering different things and kind of figuring out different ways to um, represent some of the feelings topics that I have done in the past. And so I wanted to circle back around to this as I've had some growth in this area, and I kind of want to share... um, how that's impacted me and my approach to the sitting with the feelings. Remembering that, and we're going to talk about this, but it's not the feelings that actually are a problem. They don't hurt us. It's the fact that we don't believe that we can sit with the feelings and that's what gets us into trouble. So we're going to talk about that. Before I get started on that, I do want to talk about uh, February 21st through the 25th. That's a Monday through a Friday. I'm going to be hosting a series of free training webinars. I'm going to teach the three main strategies that I use for reversing type 2 diabetes, the things that I teach my clients, and then how to collect data and evaluate it. So if you're interested in attending these, please go to my website, delanemd.com, or you can send me an email at delane at delanemd.com. You can also follow me on Instagram or Facebook, both of those at DelaneMD. I will have information in all of those. I mean, if you want to email me to get the information directly, that's fine. But if not, follow my website, follow me on the social media platforms, and I can get you some information about those webinars, and you can kind of learn these strategies that you need to use to reverse your type 2 diabetes. So guilt, let's talk about guilt. What is guilt? If you look at the definition in the literature, guilt is defined as a self-conscious emotion that involves negative evaluations of the self, feelings of distress, and feelings of failure. Brene Brown is a social researcher, a social sciences researcher. She's brilliant. I will tell you there's an alternate universe 
where Brene Brown and I are best friends because she's hysterical. I really adore her. I think she's amazing. I think her research is amazing, but I really think she'd be fun to hang out with. But she is the kind of leading researcher on shame. And of course, guilt and shame are related in that it's doing something and assessing ourselves based on those things that we do. So how she defines guilt compared to shame. So shame is a focus on self. I am bad. It's a definition of the self versus guilt is a focus on behavior. I've done something bad. Brene Brown will define guilt as an adaptive and helpful feeling, you know, holding something that we have done or failed to do up to our values and then feeling the associated discomfort with that, where shame is not adaptive. Shame typically leads to self-destructive behavior. She describes it as an intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of being loved or belonging. So... As I discussed last week, 2022 is the year of the woo for me. This is the year where I'm leaning into the feelings, the good and the bad feelings. So this means that I'm going to be sharing everything that I'm learning from all of the feels, from feeling all the feelings. This week, I was definitely hit with some guilt. I had an uh, incident with a friend that I felt very guilty about. And then serendipitously, I had a lovely uh, client coaching call where her and I really dug into her feelings and her her experience of guilt. And I'm going to use both of these as an example. So part of the year of the woo is really learning to describe the feelings that I'm experiencing. How do they feel in my physical body? This is something that we don't do a lot of. Last week's podcast, podcast episode number 132, I talk about how do you get into your physical body and feel a feeling. So if you're interested in hearing kind of the steps to do that, go check out that podcast. But before I dive into kind of what feeling, what guilt is telling us about, I do want to talk about what I was feeling, how it feels in my body. I can only speak for how it feels in my body. I'm going to define that or describe that for you. Recognize I can't speak to even, I mean, I could have asked my client and I think we probably did dig into how it felt in her body, but realizing that when we're having a feeling, we really do need to spend time with what is that feeling in our body. So for me, my feelings of guilt, there were in my chest and I realized that a lot of my feelings, my chest is the holding spot for many of my feelings. It was a sinking, heavy feeling. It was dark. It was cold and it was empty, which I thought was really interesting that I defined it as empty and heavy all at the same time. It was almost the consistency of sand. It was not comfortable. It was gritty and there was movement. There was fluidity to it. I wouldn't have ever called it hard or soft or smooth or fuzzy, but instead this feeling, this consistency of sand. When I assigned a color to it, it would have been the color of a bad bruise, like a dark blue, almost black with some purple in it. So that was the experience of guilt in my body when I went through and assigned characteristics to it. And I really encourage you to uh, get experienced with assigning characteristics to your feelings. Of course, none of this would ever actually harm me. I would offer that none of the feelings ever actually harm us. However, it's the things that we do to try to avoid the feeling, the experience. Those are the things that cause us harm. In fact, the avoidance of the feelings, the avoidance of the experience actually leads to not only harm possibly, but also the angst and suffering associated with our experience. 
It's the effort that we put into avoiding feelings that are uncomfortable that create the problems that actually cause us harm later on. I frequently remind clients that I've spent a lot of time, many, like a lot of hours. I wish I could quantify it. I should probably try to do that. So many hours of my life in an emergency room. I was an emergency room nurse for years before I went on to medical school. I had training in the emergency department during my residency, and I also have spent many, many hours working as an emergency room physician. And I'm going to tell you, in all those hours I've been in an emergency room, I've never seen anyone come in dying of a sinking, heavy, cold, empty, sand-like, purple-bluish feeling in their chest. Never. Never once was that the cause of death. Never. I have seen many people come in dying of sepsis related to non-healing wounds on their feet, dying of renal failure that was caused by their uncontrolled diabetes, dying of a heart attack or strokes associated with their diabetes. I've seen that a lot. I've seen people come in dying of alcohol-associated illnesses because they drank themselves so much they didn't have to feel the pain. I've seen people come in dying of illicit drug use because they couldn't possibly tolerate the discomfort of these emotions. I've seen people come and die of tobacco-related illnesses, again, because they can't possibly experience the heavy, cold, sinking, empty, sand-like, purplish, bluish feeling in their chest. They couldn't sit with that feeling, and they do all of these other things or a hundred different other ways that humans create disease in their bodies because we're unable to sit with these uncomfortable emotions that won't actually hurt, hurt us. The things that we're doing to avoid the feeling, the feelings of guilt or the other feelings, those are the things that actually kill us. So the conversation that I had with my client involved a feeling of guilt associated with eating chocolate chips. I totally got her permission to use this and discuss this conversation on the podcast. I think she's a saint for courageously allowing everyone to benefit from the vulnerable work she's doing. So I want to acknowledge that here. But she had a lot of thoughts about what should be happening after her holiday season. She was experiencing the idea or the feeling of difficulty getting back on track since the holidays. She had a whole lot of beliefs that it should be different. And then thoughts that I'm getting sicker because I can't get it figured out. She understood that the treats she enjoyed during the holiday season were leading to a lot of food chatter in her brain. But she had a belief that it should be gone by now or she should be managing it better, but she wasn't. So she would find herself willpowering through these cravings and this chatter during the day, only to buckle and fold at night, where she found herself sneaking into the corner of her pantry with a bag of chocolate chips. She would have one handful and then another, and then the guilt would set in. She would have the guilt associated with this, and then she would eat more chocolate chips to alleviate the guilt that she was experiencing, and then she would have thoughts that would justify this, like, oh, I don't want to live my life without chocolate, and then she would hide from her family because she believed that they might judge her for eating foods that she knows is making her sick with type 2 diabetes, and she would eat the chocolate trying to suppress that associated guilty feeling. She'd then badger herself all day long or all night long and then into the morning with all the thoughts of shoulds. I should do this. It should be different. I should be handling it better. And then she would carry more guilt into the next day because she thought she should be doing it differently. So recognize the human being on a very basic, fundamental, foundational, kernel, archaic level 
wants to avoid the unpleasant emotions. They want to, humans want to avoid being emotionally uncomfortable. We want to avoid distressing feelings like guilt. This is a drive that is archaic. It is old and ancient in us. It's part of our biology, right? Recognize part of our biology is that we release feel-good neurotransmitters into our brains when we eat food. This makes us feel better. And this biology is meant to drive us out of the cave into an uncertain space, remember that's unpleasant and uncomfortable, to hunt and gather nutrition like carrots or nuts or berries, or maybe even it's to drive us to fight an animal in order to kill it and eat it. This feel-good neurochemistry that happens when we eat is meant to drive us to take some risks in order so that we don't starve. So carrots and nuts and berries and meat release just enough of this feel-good neurochemistry into our brain to motivate us to repeat these behaviors that keep us alive. However, highly processed foods, cute chocolate chips, create a very intense version of this neurochemistry. This drives us to repeat the behavior even when it's causing us disease. These highly processed foods lead to the diseases caused by too much insulin in our system, like type 2 diabetes. This, of course, is why we believe that we shouldn't eat the foods, right? Like this is where the guilt comes from. We know that the chocolate chips are increasing our risk of developing type 2 diabetes or worsening our already developed type 2 diabetes. And that's why we believe that we shouldn't do it. And that's where the guilt comes in. This is the subsequent feeling of guilt that we experience. So I'm not interested in discussing the biology and the neurochemistry, although I really love that part. I'm interested in talking about the feeling component of this. So I believe and I feel that treating all of the emotions that we experience as indicator lights about what's going on in our world is the most effective way of looking at our feelings. Our feelings are trying to tell us something about our experience of the world. Our feelings are trying to give us information about what's going on. So the question, what is my guilt trying to tell me? What is guilt trying to tell us? So if we look at Brene Brown's work, she describes guilt as an experience that does not align with our values. I believe that the misalignment of our values with the things that we're doing leads to the feelings that are uncomfortable, the emotionally uncomfortable feelings. Brene Brown defies, defines guilt as holding something that we have done or failed to do up against our values and feeling the associated discomfort. I'm going to tell you, I think this is awesome news. This is great news. Guilt is great news. Guilt is letting you know that you don't actually want to eat the chocolate chips. Boom. How awesome is that? If you just didn't want to eat them, if you actually gave yourself permission to actually do what you wanted to do and just not eat them. Okay, so yes, maybe there's part of you that wants the chocolate chips. But what I would offer you is there is another larger, deeper, truer part of you that does not want to eat the chocolate chips for reasons that mean way more to you than the instant gratification that comes from eating the chocolate chips. What if you did not actually want them? How much easier is it to get through the day or the evening if you don't actually want them? What if the guilt is just letting you know that the action of eating chocolate chips is not in alignment with what you truly want in life? What if you were able to connect with that truer desire, align with that truer desire? What if that truer desire was able to be the thing that makes the decisions about the chocolate chips? So my challenge to you is when you're feeling the guilt, ask yourself, 
Where are you misaligned with your truer goals? Then can you give yourself permission to make a decision aligned with those truer desires, those true goals? It's really that simple. So this is the work that I do with my clients. This is the hard work. This is the stuff nobody teaches us about. How do I sit with an emotion long enough to try to determine what it's telling me? How do I hold the space for me to feel the really uncomfortable, hard feelings when all I want to do is run from them? When I can sit with these feelings, when I can hold the space for these feelings, then can I also give myself permission to act in alignment with my truest desires? If you understand that this is the work that needs to be done for you to reverse your type 2 diabetes, please reach out to me. There is help for this. Remember, Nobody needs me to tell them that chocolate cake's the problem, that it's causing their diabetes. We all know that. What we need to do is figure out why we continue to make a decision to eat chocolate cake, even when we know that it's causing our diabetes and cutting years off of our life. If that's where your work is, that is where coaching helps. That's why you need a coach. This is the work that I do with my clients in my six-month group program. If you're ready to start this work, send an email to Delane at DelaneMD.com. Set up your free consult to find out how my program can help you put this diabetes problem behind you. All right. I hope that was helpful. If you have any questions, reach out to me. I will talk with you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also, leave me a review. If you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections, I can help you. Visit DelaneMD.com for more information. Click on the Work With Me tab, send me a message, and we can set up a mini coaching session. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.